Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, I don't know how many people are surprised. I'm sure that Carson Wentz upset a lot of people last night here in Philadelphia, not because of the play. And I'm curious. I wonder how many people actually walked away more frustrated with the fact that Carson Wentz, once again, for now what seems to be the umpteenth straight game, can't simply make a pass or make a simple pass both versus the fan of the team who realized that this was a lost cause, a hopeless cause, if you will, and bet on the Seahawks minus six and a half and or even six and watch that game push at the end or fail to cover as a result of some back-ended Hail Mary. But once again, we're in this conversation of the Philadelphia Eagles stink. They suck. It's the middle. Barrett Brooks, Super Bowl <laughs> champ, NBC Sports analyst, up late for the post-game show. Harry Mays, myself, Aton Shannon, will be joined by Sports Map Radio in five minutes. But, gentlemen, I mean, if – where did you guys begin? I'm sure with Carson Wentz. I was out cold, so don't blame me for not being up. But where did you guys be? I imagine it was with Carson Wentz. Unless you focused on the positive, which might, and I say might, be Jim Schwartz in that defense. I don't know. No, 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 no. There's, there's, there's no positives coming out of last night. I mean, seriously. The only positive is that we're one game closer to the end of the season. That was the positive. Um, you know, I... I I just look at this. This offense is absolutely inept. It is not NFL caliber. Uh, you had most of your guns, you know, uh, on the field last night. Granted, the offensive line w- was still in another, you know, uh, configuration, and they had some of their problems. But the quarterback is an absolute mess. Uh, there needs to be firings at the general manager level, and I believe at the head coaching level, if you are going to have any hopes of reprogramming your franchise quarterback. Absolutely right. I don't know. What else can I say? You said it. You you wrapped it all in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, that's it. What can you do? I mean, at this point, you're talking about seeing no guns. What'd you say? Go ahead. Nothing. You're talking about that was three hours worth of nonsense from the offensive side of the ball. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I tried to give us a little bit of, 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 of you know, all right, we're going to do okay. No, we didn't do anything less than going out there and taking a squad on that field, on the offensive side of the ball. I was definitely impressed by the defense and how they approached the game. Mm-hmm. But come on now. It was the same old BS from that offense. I still don't get it. What are we going to do? And we got lied to. Well, I don't know if it's lied to because we were on the assumption. Yeah. That, that there were going to be a lot more Jalen Hurts in the game. We were on the assumption that we were going to move uh, Carson Wentz around in the pocket a little bit. We were on the assumption that they were going to try to run the ball and establish the run. We were on the yeah. assumption that we had good enough wide receivers to go out there and play with a with a a, a second tier uh, secondary. Yeah, but it's third. We didn't see that. It's actually one of the worst in the NFL. 
And the Denver Broncos had more passing yards in the first quarter yeah. on Sunday than the Philadelphia Eagles did. Oh, so I've got numbers. It's a disgrace. And I'll say this before we hit numbers hard on this game. Every week, you know, Doug Peterson does more dis misdirection. Think about this. There is more subterfuge and misdirection in Doug Peterson's game planning for media and press conferences than there is for the opponent. You don't see any of that going on. There is no creativity when it comes to them being out there on the field. And when there is something like that, they bump into each other like that yeah. old tabletop game. Meanwhile, Peterson is saying, hey, guys, you know, we're going to run a lot with it. this. This Miles Sanders workhorse back. Hey, check out my new flashy, wavy pen trick. It's all nonsense. Right. And then after the game, yeah, I probably could have dialed up a few more runs or I probably could have rolled Carson out a little bit more. It's always that after the fact, after they get their asses kicked. Well, but he that, said, that yeah. last time, remember, he was going to do that. Yeah. That coach last night in the post game, I actually stayed up for your show, Barrett. I was so fired up. And I watched a coach deal with the media as if he knows it's over. Well, they, you know, what's the rumor that's out there that Dama put out there that he might be happy to get fired? I mean, yeah. I understand it. I mean, they're, they're neutering him. I mean, what, what, what else do you say? Yeah. They're taking his manhood, trying to make him play Jalen Hurst. And I kind of saw a little defiance in, 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 in uh, the coach saying, all right, you want me to run him? No. Yeah. I'm going to give him two plays, and that's it. He gets no more. Right. Even after he, he made a complete pass, they pulled him off the field. It was a nice pass, too. Yeah, it wasn't bad. He would not be unemployed long. The guy has a <laughs> Super Bowl on his ring. And look, I think, again, it goes back to why this report came out, and it was perfectly timed. I mean, it, it just reeked of typical old Eagles front office subterfuge and miscommunication. This report comes out before Monday Night Football that Jeffrey Lurie is the one pulling the strings on all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. that newsflash. Anybody who's been paying attention to this team since Lurie bought it knows that's what he does. Same thing with Howie Roseman meddling down there. But if you look at it with Damo's report as well, that Peterson would be happy to get out of there, maybe Peterson or somebody around Peterson was the one who leaked that. Yeah. Thinking, I can get a job anywhere. Oh, now people saying Rager's a bust already on this. Hold on. Stay there. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You know, the worst part about this football game last night wasn't even the Philadelphia Eagles, their offense, Carson Wentz, the inability to do anything really remotely close to a game plan and then executing that game plan. It was the fact that the Seattle Seahawks, for whatever reason, decided to play significantly down mm. on offense. Like think yeah. about it. Sunday night, at least we got one team that showed up and put on a show. Yeah. The Chicago bears are bad. They're reeling. They're in a major tailspin right now, guys. But at the same time, last night, the Seattle Seahawks just decided to go through the motions half step, Maybe they didn't, they didn't know. Maybe these guys aren't old enough to remember that Kane song, but they decided a half step through that game and still they win because they're significantly better than the Eagles. But I would have at least liked this show. And yeah. we only got a small little minute part of that. 
from DK Metcalf. Well, we got DK Metcalf, and he was motivated apparently pregame by uh, Jim Schwartz of all people, which I found to be an amazing story uh, after the game that comes out. But yeah, I texted you guys early in that in that game in the first quarter. I said, you know, Russell Wilson looks awful. He was terrible awful. early on. He, he wasn't trying to. He, he, he just like I told you guys during the broadcast yesterday that they're going to play down to the Eagles and they're still going to be better than them. But I try to give us a ray of hope, saying, "All right, if one person plays good on this team, if Carson plays, I mean, at least a game managing type of game, we could have won that game because they were there. They were right for the picking. We could have done it. Yeah, but coulda, woulda, shoulda." It never happens. So they, I'm still waiting for him to turn the corner and get out of this, this stench, this funk that he's playing with. You know what? How can you get him out? Have you ever heard of this place, Fairbanks? We talked about Fairbanks, Alaska. You're in the middle of December right now in Fairbanks, Alaska, telling everybody, don't worry, we're going to get six, seven hours of sun tomorrow. Right. And you know what? You get like 30 minutes. And right. everybody keeps looking at you like, dude, it ain't happening. Right. We're not going to, you got to stop asking Carson Wentz to do the impossible. I think you're going to just build up stress inside you. I'm building up stress for you. Yes. I think he is just so broken right now that, like I said, it's going to take the firing of the head coach, the whole new system, new general manager, and everything Uh, to have any hope of reprogramming him. Yeah. I agree. I I mean, that's if they want to save it. Absolutely right. Here we go. We're back in three. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Oh, now my screen's out. See this? Ah, jeez. I hate to do it to you. Now, Barrett, are you on the Ethernet today? No. I knew it. I knew it. I'm on a cell phone. Whoa. Yes. I'm I'm not even at home. I'm at a hotel. Ah, jeez. Oh, damn. Yeah. Jeez. It's horrible, man. What happened? I mean, remember well, the stream's live, so I don't know how much you want to share. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm heading up north, man, for a little bit. Okay. Going to New York for a little bit. Here we go. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> After that debacle, I still uh, haven't slept yet. 
Oh yeah, like a huge. Oh, oh you're one of those nights, huh? Well, man, I, I mean, I got back to I got back to the house about what three o'clock, and then uh-huh. after that, after that, man, it was like trying to go to sleep. It was like I was just so irritated, man. Like, why am I putting myself through this? Why am I putting myself through all this anger and angst for a team that doesn't want it? They're ready for the season. Their bags are already packed yeah. right now. They're the ready coach. to go. Yes, they're ready to go. And you talk about the coach not being unemployed long. If he doesn't get a head coaching job, which he might, oh, I think he, he would definitely be the offensive coordinator for Andy Reid once Enemy gets his head coaching Look, job. I, I think right. Peterson, I think Peterson gets a head coaching job. You see a lot of openings that will be out there. I think people look and realize that he's I think there could be eight or nine openings. Look, Mike McCarthy yeah. got a football job. And right. McCarthy is dumb. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. Barrett's staying at the City Line Motel. No, no, Brooks. You could do better than that. <laughs> I stayed there once. All right. <laughs> no, that, no. <laughs> My goodness. It's already a nine-point underdog in Green Bay on Sunday. Oh. It moved. You could have got in the look-ahead line. You could have got moved. in now Barrett's well, on the phone today, so that's why the the quality isn't yeah. what you would expect. My green screen is out. This this right now we are the physical embodiment of what the Philadelphia Eagles are. Speak for yourself, Barrett. Speak for yourself. I'm fully showered. I've got my hair uh, slicked back with product, and I gave you guys a precursor for what last night was going to be. A whole lot of this, and I was right. No, Russell Wilson didn't do. Yeah, maybe block out Wilson more. There yeah, you Metcalf go. Half was the guy. So if you're watching phillyvoice.com slash the middle, you can see Harry moving around, wiggling with <laughs> apparently Harry's the only one who's got the green screen working. Barrett has the back. I'll give you this, Barrett. You're on the road. You have the background up. So at least yeah. for that, it's not like we're looking at, you know, whatever the background could be wherever you are. For me, the screen is down. But the precursor was Metcalf. Yeah. Russell Wilson. I, and this, I think, might be a good place to start because Carson Wentz, we're going to have to continue to pound this thing into the dust. But low, and, and this is where I think looking at a national game and looking at a game like Monday Night Football where a ton of people are watching, even against their will, just because it's football and it's on. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we've got 340 <laughs> action on Wednesday. We'll touch on that today. But the point being, we get caught in our bubble a lot. And I think there was a general, not total, but general takeaway that Jim Schwartz, the defense, from a calling to executing standpoint, played really well. And that kept the Eagles in the game and all these other things. I think you can look at it not even differently, but almost a polar opposite, which is Russell Wilson in that offense, including at times just the passing attack, was sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know if they felt they could do whatever they wanted. I don't know if they were just playing. I don't know what the excuse was, but I feel like it's not even two kind of competing theories. It's pretty much two polar opposite ones. And I'd like well, to think it was more of Russell and the offense sleepwalking based on what we've seen. this. I, I, I agree with you. And I, I got the feeling early on when they were going for things early and, you know, sort of with this attitude, Hey, we're going to be able to get down here. Uh, several times and this Eagles team is not going to be able to generate enough offense against us over the four quarters we're good okay even though we came up empty in a first couple series where they moved the football we're okay and that's the problem they always think they're okay they have to shake this up because no, I mean they Seattle don't. Seattle oh. thought they were okay even well, though they didn't score they were yeah uh, they knew that they could go to DK Metcalf at any point during the game 
Mm-hmm. They had no question that they had a superior athlete out there and they could go out there and get that stallion going anytime they wanted to. That's Not just like having that. You, know, you, you look, <laughs> but you play, you have the ace in your hand. You know what I'm saying? Every time you pull a hand out, you got the ace. You always got the ace in your hand. I mean, it's always there. The yeah. ace is fade. And, and, you know, and I, and I, and I look up to, 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 you know, how, um, big play Slay said, Hey, look, he got the best of me. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 he caught every 50-50 ball. He challenged every single time, and he couldn't do it. He just got out-physicaled on that play. And sometimes, hey, that's what happens. You get deboed a little bit. And he was able to, you know, to, to accept it and say, hey, that's not what I do, but I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep playing, but I'm going to make sure that I win more of those than I lose. I can accept that, but I cannot accept saying, all right, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. No, don't yeah. keep doing what you're doing. You know, now, change if, something up. If you please. knew Seattle was going to go 20% for their third down conversions and only uh, generate 4.8 yards per play of offense, you're thinking you got a pretty good chance to win in that football game, don't you? No, oh, yeah, we're winning that game. Yeah. No, no, no. Here's That's why. not what happened. <laughs> but here's why. See, again, we can't look at this game coming out of a vacuum. And we, we've seen this team play all year. The reason why is because the Eagles aren't good enough. The Eagles are simply not good enough to just have one element work in their favor, like a team playing down. Carson Wentz in that offense, it doesn't matter how down you play. If Carson Wentz can't complete a swing pass, if Alshon Jeffrey is dropping a football, if Travis Fulgham isn't being targeted until the fourth quarter, if Miles Sanders gets abandoned, not only as a runner, but a pass catcher, it doesn't matter how yeah. down Seattle plays. Well, he dropped a bunch of balls all. last night, too, Miles Sanders. You, you sound like the rock. It's contagious. It doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know, man. <laughs> yeah. Simply doesn't matter. If you Everything don't know, now you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you, you're absolutely right, man. Rockism, I'm sorry. Yeah. So where do you where, where do you go from here as a team? And we had a we had a we had a, a poll up yesterday. Would you rather take the draft picks and lose out and get to the maybe fifth or sixth pick, or do you try to still get to the playoffs and get an opportunity to win when you get in? You Only get if in. somebody else is making the draft picks and Howie Roseman doesn't isn't anywhere near the room. Well, what indicates, and, and this is why I think for any team, and the Eagles are the latest example here, but there are plenty of people out there that are rooting for a football team, listening across SportsMap Radio, tuning in, phillyvoice.com slash the middle to watch us, that are probably thinking the same thing, which is outside of Trevor Lawrence, man, just get me to the draft, get me to a draft pick, get me to a high slot so I can see my team get somebody of value. And while there is a percentage low that you might backdoor into it, bad teams draft poorly way more often than not. And I mean a bad team like teams that routinely stay in the bottom. The Philadelphia Eagles have had so much talent that it's masked that. But Howie Roseman, to your point, Harry, that ain't happening this year. This ball was already in motion. The scouting department, Howie with control. It's not like two weeks before the draft, Jeffrey Lurie is going to say, all right, you, we're going to remove you, put you over here, and then take this guy here and then put you in this spot, and now you run the draft. Howie's running this next draft. It might be after that, but I can't see a major shift so late and close to the draft. Well, that's a mistake. If that's the case, (laughs) I'm not not saying you're wrong. I don't know, but if that is the case, that is a Big mistake. Well, well how about you- this? I'll do you one better than that. 
How about we're going into a season where the college football season wasn't really up to par? I really didn't see anybody stand up. So you're going to really need somebody that can really evaluate talent Mm -hmm. to make some decisions for this team. If you have a sixth pick, what direction does this Eagle uh, team need to go? I think they need to get a boss linebacker. If you compare it to me, if you put a boss linebacker and go out there and ball with Singleton, yeah. I mean, I think you got something really going now, but they don't value that. So we need to get out that mindset. I mean, there's nothing like lining up across and you're looking head to head with Junior Seau or 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 or, or, or Ray Lewis. They could you basically know? use a player at almost every position group. Exactly. So, so Harry, where do you go? What direction do you go? I best player available for for what my football guys say. I mean, they could take anybody. They could use an offensive lineman. They could use a defensive lineman. They could use a linebacker, like you yeah, said, you, defensive back. I mean, you, you name it. It doesn't matter. You guys keep missing this thing. They have a major track record, like other bad teams, of missing more in the draft than not. One pro bowler since Carson Wentz right. was drafted on this team. You heard the stat that they gave out last night. So – you and I and Barrett, we all watch college football mm-hmm. a lot more than I think a lot of people in our city and our area pay exactly. to it during the season. And we all are going to have opinions, of, especially on guys that we've all watched, like we do every year. But they blow it. We knew mm-hmm. what guys like DK Metcalf were. We knew what Justin Jefferson was. Right. That was my pick. And they especially Justin it. Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, especially Justin Jefferson. You know, and I do, I do breakdowns. Uh, every year for uh, for NBC, you know, a possible draft pick. So I'll break down the best, probably forty uh, athletes that are going on. They're gonna, you know, go into the draft. And you know, I had Jefferson as the number two wide receiver in the draft with C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. then uh, Jefferson. Then after that, you had you know um, Rugs and those guys. Um, I had Jalen Rager right around five or six. Because um, I thought he was an athlete, but he really didn't know. He wasn't polished because he didn't have anybody to really throw to him. His quarterback sucked. And right. then he gets to the NFL, and his quarterback sucks. So we right. still don't know what this young man could do. Hey, I'm telling you guys, last night was – there's no end, immediate end in sight right now. Mm. You've got more football games in front of you, and it's impossible to shut out the sun that is just <laughs> bright and glaring – which is you're going to be forced to watch this team continue to play. I'll tell you, two things came from, I, I think, yesterday. One is all of this talk. Remember, and Barrett, you alluded to this, I think, at the top of the hour before we were joined by the network about how Doug kind of lied and it just came out. Maybe it's Harry. I'm sorry. One of you guys said it. I didn't. About it was a good point. How Doug mentioned all week, you know, we're going to see Hurts. We're going to see Hurts. They said it on the broadcast. People were talking about it on Monday Night Football as this big national story, as I warned you guys yesterday. It was Barrett that said that. Okay, sorry. I wanted to make sure I, I attributed it to the right person. And look what <laughs> Yes, got. I was wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the point. It, it wasn't that you were wrong. It was that Doug was either wrong or Doug was defiant. And I think this is the biggest thing for me. Moving forward, that was a benchable game with benchable moments for Carson Wentz. And yet still, they didn't even go to Jalen Hurts a third time. Wentz ain't going anywhere. The first four series. Solidified that. 
the first four series were three and out. They did yeah. not pick up. They had minus three yards heading into almost into halftime. I've got, I've got some numbers on that, Barrett. All right, I went back and looked at every play. And then right. I went to the Denver Broncos game on Hold Sunday. On second, okay? Because we'll, we'll do this coming All up. Right. Why don't you sprinkle one in the break so people watching will get rewarded, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And we'll hit a couple more when we get back. Remember, it's a busy Tuesday as we have Wednesday after, not Tuesday night football, Wednesday afternoon football. And I love I, it. Basically, this starts the new week, right? This starts yes. week 13. So this is awesome. We have a lot of cool things happening outside, of course, of continuing to bury the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're not eulogizing this sucker. I'm still kicking a dead corpse. I don't know about you guys here. And we haven't talked about sports yet. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, trust me. We've got an hour and a half. Actually, a little over that with overtime. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and across all sports map radio platforms. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Name a holiday when a lot of stores are closed. A holiday when a lot of stores are closed. Yeah. Um, New Year's Day. Uh, the yeah. Three answers above that. Mm. Christmas. Right. Number one. Christmas. Answer. Number one answer. All right. Do you want to play or pass? Pass. Well, it's 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 Barrett. He had the number one answer. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 gonna play. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with Labor Day. Nope. One X. So now it's my turn. Oh, Barrett has uh, one oh. more. We'll do we'll do two X's, not three. One more. Barrett. Oh man, I'm gonna pass this time. No, you can't. Oh no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Fourth of July. Nope. Two hey. X's. All right, Harry, you can steal. Thanksgiving. Yes, it's on the board. Harry stole. <laughs> wow. All right. Now like yesterday, that. yesterday during the show, I brought up the similarities between the Eagles offense and the Denver Broncos on Sunday. And sure enough, it was mentioned on the halftime show. So I did a little digging this morning, and I got some incredible numbers for you with this Eagles team we'll do in the next segment. Now, where did Aton go? Trying to get his green screen right. Uh, well. So now you're – are you in a, in a hotel because the boss lady threw you out because the, the stream wants to know? Oh, she's there. She's in the hotel. She Shopping, yeah, she's gonna go shopping. Oh, okay. <laughs> you you made me put it out there. <laughs> it's not very manly shopping, bro. <laughs> not very manly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to buy some tires. That's where I'm going. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. going to get tires <laughs> for the Bronco. Right. <laughs> Did you watch uh, the final episode, Bart? No, I couldn't, man. Guaranteed oh, he didn't have man. time. No, not even close. Oh, man. And now he won't be able to tonight because he's in New York. 
Okay. I will have time to watch it. Yeah? Yeah, I will have time. You are listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, why don't you hit, hit us with some of these numbers, Harry? All right, it's real quick. I just went through the first five possessions for the Eagles last night and then went through the Denver Broncos' first five possessions on Sunday where they had no quarterback, okay? Now, this is Wentz, Alshon, you know, Miles Sanders, Rager, Goddard. They're all available, you know, for these first five possessions. This is the game planning that Doug Peterson did all week for this. That's where you see these plays, right? In those first couple possessions. First 15 now. You take the first 15. Five yards on the first possession via penalty. Okay? Punt. They got one yard on the next possession. Punt. Minus 11 yards on the third possession. Punt. One yard on the next possession. And then minus four yards. That totals zero net yards for their first five possessions on offense. For that, you should be fired alone. Now compare it to the Denver Broncos, who didn't even have a freaking quarterback. They gained 26 net yards after their first five possessions against New Orleans. This is an absolute train wreck. It can't end fast enough. Especially when you see, when you put your weapons in position to play. Like when you saw Goddard out there, and they really threw him the ball, or even even if you're going to go with with his compadre, when you go with um, the other tight end, he he, give him an opportunity – uh, Rogers, he plays just as good as um. Rogers had more playing. receiving yards than all the wide receivers combined. Not than Goddard, though. No, but more than the wide receivers. Well, they and don't. He's, throw. The, he's the second tight end. I know they right. don't go to wide receivers. It, it, Alshon Jeffrey is is just there's Beside no reason. Himself. He's a carcass. There's no reason anymore. Yeah, he's it, done. It, it doesn't make it. None of this made any sense whatsoever. And now we have this ESPN Insider article that comes out quoting a source saying Carson Wentz was unhappy with the Jalen Hurts pick mm-hmm. as he would be forced to prove himself all over again. Right. Okay. And, again, what? Yeah, yeah. 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 This ESPN Insider now has come out with a report. Somebody close to the situation, whatever you want to look at it as, a source inside the building said Wentz was upset because he had to prove himself all over again. Which, mm. which uh, look, if you believe this report, at the very least, I think the have to be takeaway is there is no way to light a fire under Carson Wentz, or they haven't found a way yet to light a fire under Carson Wentz. But here's the thing, you know, going into this year, Carson didn't need to have a fire lit under his ass, right? Right. right. Like coming into this season, this is why this whole thing. Their off-season plans are almost as disjointed and fragmented as their in-season weekly game plan. Mm-hmm. But Carson was a bright spot in a struggling yeah. no-name offense. What made you think that you needed to light a fire under his fire last year? No, I agree. I mean, if you're a franchise quarterback and you need a fire lit under you, I, I don't understand that. How many times did the broadcast crew say miscommunication and not on the same page last exactly. night in that game? 
This exactly. is week 11. This is 11 games, and yet you've got receivers running this way. Carson thinks they're going that way. This this uh, back thinks he's not in a screen play. He's going to try to chip on somebody. They, they are totally in disarray. You know, and, and, and if you really want to break that play down on that screen play, you're yeah. taught as a running back and a quarterback. If you have a fake, abort the fake. Mm-hmm. Go to where the blitz is. Right. You have to slow down the blitz. They're running full speed. You can't escape from it. So you slow the blitz down. But it's perfect because the blitz was called right into the screen. Mm-hmm. They had the numbers. They could have went out there and made it happen. All you had to do was abort the fake, go chip on Adams, and if he had just hit him just a little bit, it would gave Carson just that much time to throw the ball over his head and get it to him. And he would have scored, no question. He had a he had a, a, a whole uh, offensive line in front of him. Yeah. He had three blockers in front of him. Come okay. on, man! Just put us in a position to play well. Do the right assignment. Know if you got a blitz, abort the fake, go block the assignment. And they don't do it, and that's what happens, man. So, I think clearly Russell Wilson had a chance to make a statement last night, and for whatever reason, he really didn't. DK Metcalf, and we'll talk about DK coming up. This quote, then we'll hear it from DK in a couple. He's got to have his own section for that. He's, yeah, he needs his own section. He and Schwartz for sure. Yeah, but you know, I, I think from a kind of disappointing element for me at least, Russell Wilson last night could have made a statement, could have lit up this Eagles team, and kind of got back into the MVP conversation, and and did not. And that's really where Seattle is right now. They're in first place, and it never really was about anything individual. So right. then, and then the flip side of it is, you know, you see Russell Wilson, uh, that's Russell Wilson underperforming last night. Mm. And one thing that we saw, and I think it was both greasy and Riddick. I know at least greasy was talking about it, playing that position, but Lou is a smart guy and picks up on a lot of things. But even when a play was dead or even when the, play call wasn't going to work you could see how quick i mean think about it it's not just his feet it's how quick russell mind mind is my goodness it's like watching a great nba player be a step and a half ahead of everybody else not just physically but knowing where the ball goes who and what anticipation instincts all that sort hey the play's dead i gotta abort and do something else and and he's, he's aborting when the ball hits his hands like a half, he's not doing it at the line. He does it, but I'm mm. saying like it's happening, Harry. Real quick, Byron. I'm sorry. It's happening where he gets the football and he's looking at his first progression and realizes this ain't the play. This is dead. Yes. Yeah. And he extends or he's able to. It's just the ability of him to move and think at the same time is uncanny. Yeah. Well, that that comes with getting. I keep telling you guys. Get in that little black book. Well, I know they don't use a black book anymore. They use the <laughs> Microsoft service or whatever it is. You got to get in there. You got to know exactly where your guys are going to be and when they're going to get there. Now, I have also come to the conclusion just from talking to guys inside the um, the, 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 uh, the war room or or the, the newsroom that there has to be something wrong with Goddard in his playbook. Because you get this young man in the right place at the right time, he makes magic. But he never is in the right place at the right time consistently for throughout the game. So he tends to not be in a position to get the ball because he, I don't think he knows where the plays are going. 
And it's kind of starting, you know, irk my soul a little bit because he has so much talent that they're wasting from him not knowing where to be and how to get there. I mean, you have to know where to be, how to get there. That way you can serve the purpose on why you're out on the field. And I don't see it with him at this point. I mean, just like in the last play when they, when they were going for it on fourth down. Right, for the interception. you got to know where, yeah, yeah, on the interception. You have to know that you're supposed to go outside. They ran that play earlier in the game. You know, this, seriously, I mean, on the stream, we're getting it. It's highlighted there. A couple of people have asked this, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. What do they do in practice? You know, right. the only other time I've ever asked this question on the radio with other people to an audience was Chip Kelly. Mm. And look, I was here back at an old place, not even the, the most recent place, but at the old place mm-hmm. at, at the other place that's actually doing numbers back when Eddie Jordan was the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, yeah. And he came in and it was Anthony and Glenn doing the show and he came in studio and he was talking about running the Princeton offense. <laughs> and I remember Anthony gave this look like what? And even at that point, watching Samuel D'Alembert play off the high wing, at no point was I asking, what do they do in practice? It was Chip Cully and now Doug Peterson. No other point of the time, not even with Ryan Sandberg out there running the Phillies. Oh, yeah. You're Petey Carrill, man? <laughs> All right. Wow. It's the middle. Uh, we got a lot to get. To. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. We got fake news with Ron Culver. Ron actually reminds us that Wednesday football ends week 12. But I have a question about that coming up here. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Man. All right. Here. Yeah, we're back in 60. Coming up at least. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must uh, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation, and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also. Uh, (laughs) That sounds like it tasted good, bro. (laughs) Oh, you Petey Carrill, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> What's that? The the Princeton offense. Oh. Was that uh that's uh that motion offense? Worse. It's just backdoor cuts. Yeah, it's backdoor cuts. Oh. Like you you need a, a big who could pass. Like a big man at the elbow. Mokic. At the elbow. You know, somebody like that. Or even Embiid, who's a pretty good passer. But it's it's a waste. It's it's a yeah. waste. You know, it's Pete Carrill. A lot of bounce guys. passes. Yeah. Um, boy, that that back that hail mare. I'm just sitting there watching it. Luckily, <laughs> so before the game, I jumped in and I stretched the line to five and a half, but then I doubled down on margin of victory from seven to 13 and then also 13 plus. So I figured, hey, if they're going to cover, they're going to win by either one of those two. And of course, they win by six. So luckily that hit. But let's say this here. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Okay, so last night we had that Hail Mary at the end, and it was a, a tapped ball that was essentially touched by who was it at first? Do you remember that knocked it into Richard Rogers' hands? Uh, it was Fulgham. Fulgham, okay. And I can't, like, I think that was the second time all game Fulgham's actually got his hands on the floor, right? Right. So Travis Fulgham touches the ball, like bats it a little bit, and then Richard Rodgers catches it. The Eagles score, and at that point, they're down by eight. So, of course, Doug Peterson wants to go for two, make it a six-point game onside, see if he can get it back, et cetera. They go for two, and they make it. Now, Mm -hmm. depending on where you got in, six or six and a half, that was a killer or that was a gift. Because it either broke your back if you were the public betting heavy on the Seahawks at six and a half, or you slid in with this backdoor cover. And if you were an Eagles fan who bet the Seahawks, I guarantee you were doubly pissed off with Wentz. A, because he blew the game in the first place. And then B, at the end of the game, he blew your bet. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, we looked at that line early in the week when it first came out at five, five and a half. And we were kind of like wondering, why are they only a five, five and a half point choice? Right. You jump in right at the opening line. Harry. Right. That's you point. jump in then. That's cover. That's the lesson. Yes. How about this? So I was watching this and I initially what I was telling you guys before the we came back here on sports map is I looked at it and just wanted to create a mini tower before last night. So I took them and I I stretched it just because I thought five and a half would be worth it. It's like minus 120 on the juice. It wasn't terrible. So that's what I hit, minus five and a half. And then around that, I took margin of victory, thinking, well, it's going to be at least seven points. So I go seven to 13, and then I go 13 plus. Obviously, the odds are going to be favorable if either one of those hits and it covers what I place on the other one. So the five and a half hits. But I'm looking around thinking, even in that game, there was just something that I didn't feel confident about. And then you know how this stuff works in-game, too. At the half, that live total at the half was 39 and a half. And I go back back to end of quarter, half, because that's where the majority of live bettors, not just sharps, but the majority of people who are live betting in games, 
you're going to get a consistent number at the end of a quarter, at the end of the half, right? So at the end of the half, a lot of people had 39 and a half. Mm -hmm. I went over right. 39 and a half because I thought things would shift. And you needed so, the two-point conversion yeah. to get it, to, to get yeah. to 40. Yeah. I, I was thinking about you because I saw your text. Yeah. You know, In-game at 39, took the over, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be tough to get to 39. <laughs> <laughs> and, I finally, and I finally text you know, something about betting, and it, it still didn't make a difference. Neither one of you, neither one of you chumps responded back. <laughs> Until the morning, the morning after. All right. So, now, uh, what did you think about the fourth and four with 840 left down 11, where he chooses not to kick the 32-yard field goal? I, and, I wanted the field goal, but I, I really think that he has a problem with uh, his kicker now, hmm. Elliot. Missing the extra point at the he end of the half. He missed last week. Yeah. 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 He missed. Easy was last week also, week before that. Right. I mean, right, it's but, becoming a but you knew you needed two scores. You needed 11 points. You were down 11. So he was going to have to get a field goal and a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And here he is, fourth right. and four. This wasn't fourth and one where you can take Carson and, you know, stick him behind Sayamalu and get the first down, right. new set of downs. This is a fourth and four play. I, I, I didn't understand it. Very curious. I, I, the announcers were trying to cover up for him because he was. they were saying that maybe he thinks that he's not going to be able to get down in this position again, yeah. and maybe that's true, you know, but, you, man. I, come on, you have to kick that. I, that's what I would have done. Interception aside, I, I don't know how you don't kick that. Yeah. Man. You have to kick that. And then you go for it at that type of play, get the first down. You don't yeah. always have to be right. – the hero get the yeah. first down. Sheesh! I mean, I'm tired. He, he one thing I will say for the second or third quarter, he was decisive in what he was going to do if the play wasn't there. He was going to run. Mm -hmm. He still yeah, has he's no quarterback pocket draw. Presence. He did like a quarterback right. draw. Yeah, right. So he doesn't have he doesn't have that 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 pocket presence that you see. Like you see Russell, he has pocket presence. He didn't even have to see a guy next to him. And he'll sweep his shoulders this way or mm -hmm. dip back. He didn't have to see him. He has that pocket presence. Carson doesn't have it. Carson just ducks like this and just starts running. I like you know, that like, Carson. I like that Carson on the Seahawks. He runs with anger. I oh like that goodness. guy. Right. Real deal. Wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> He's pissed off. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Hyde, Hyde, look, Hyde is not a bad change. No, he's not a bad compliment back. either. By any means, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at the same time, seeing Chris Carson, and another thing too is, they get the ball to either one of those guys in swing scenarios so fast. Mm -hmm. You see that? Like, even a misplay, it's because the window was short and it just wasn't t open enough, part of me, for Russell to hit it. But a couple of times, it was a perfect play in which you saw Carson or Hyde kind of coming out, Russell hitting him right away, and putting that running back in a position where he's catching it in stride on the edge. Yes. And yeah. the momentum can now propel him straight up the field. Yep. I'm thinking to myself, it's been weeks since Carson Wentz and Miles Sanders had a connection like that. Well, how about, how about the, 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 uh, the pass that the rookie threw? I mean, it was direct. I mean, it, it hit, it was gone. Hit him right where he's supposed to hit him. Yeah. You I'm know, Greg Ward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to see heat like that. I want to see, you know, uh, 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 a direct decision right there and there. Give it to me. I know, man. This this was another tough one. This was another brutal watch on offense. And yeah. if you thought that a team who is just 
so bad. I think still historically we can say bad. Yeah. On offense, especially in the first and second quarter, it actually got worse. Harry gave me the numbers. It actually got worse. Yeah. Now, I've got numbers. Sorry. Oh, you got numbers. Let's I let's hear it. On, on Wentz. Go ahead. But I want to I want to save this. I want to oh. save this for the top of the hour. Because for those watching right now on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, you can see DK Metcalf. Now you're about to hear mm -hmm. DK on the stream. Yeah, I touched on it there, but what, what's your mindset going into a game when you know or when you feel like you're going to see a lot of uh, opposing teams, number one cornerback? Well, what's your mindset going into it? Um, I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a little respect. Um, but, you know, I still got work to do. Um, one of the defensive coaches came up to me and it kind of made me mad that he was like, um, you know, I was I was in Detroit with uh, Megatron, but you're not there yet. Um, you know, in my mind, I'm not trying to be Megatron. I'm trying to be me. So, um, you know, I had, had a little uh, chip on my shoulder the whole game. Was that Jim Schwartz? Uh, yes, sir. All right, there you have it. How about that? Now, what is the point of that little uh, – uh, this, you know, exchange. What are you? What are you telling this guy? Hey, I was in Detroit with Megatron. You're not there yet. Well, Schwartz's response <laughs> to this was he was trying to compliment oh, DK. Yeah, saying, great. You know, you're the closest thing I've ever. I was there with Megatron. You're the closest thing. While you may not be there, you're well on your way. You know, things like that. But I, I think th this is what happens, right? You know. We all know somebody. We've all worked with somebody. We all maybe have this person in our family. Maybe it's one of us where they're kind of gruff, right? Mm -hmm. That's probably the best term for it. Like they, they can be off-putting even though they don't mean to be. Right. Because I've been all, described as that a time. As rough. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you are rough around ages. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I don't but tolerate. Then, I don't suffer fools. No, but I, I think what happens, though, is sometimes <laughs> that mentality and that approach just comes out even if you're trying to compliment somebody not all mm -hmm. the time but even and i think schwartz just i don't think he he just didn't really mean to light a fire under uk <laughs> but it's just the way in which he comes off and i'm sure metcalf was like what the hell you doing bringing up megatron like all this yeah or maybe or maybe it was just dk's way to kind of play it all off and continue to needle us and this organization mm -hmm. missing him for not drafting him. Compliment and Metcalf. Look to the victors, right? What do they always say? Uh, the Go victors, the spoils. Yeah, or or who writes history? Like the winners, whatever. Right. It is. That's what I mean. Bro. Like DK Metcalf <laughs> could create any narrative he wanted because he destroyed this team once again. Well, what did Mike, Mike, Michael Jordan say? MJ said, "Look, I just I would make stuff up to make sure that I had a chip on my shoulder." Right to go out there and play. And some guys play like that. I keep telling everybody, in order to be a great athlete, top-tier athletes have something wrong with them that they process things a little differently than mm -hmm. most people. Right. They can generate, you know, angst, you know, but in themselves to say, all right, you did this. They're always now, looking I, I, for I, an edge. They're always looking right. to that somebody slighted them in some way, shape, or form yeah. to motivate them. And that's awesome. You cut me off 13 years ago, two hours and, and, and three seconds. Right. You cut me off, and I remember it. Now, who needs to change their smoke detector? Because I'm I'm now hearing the chirping, and I don't even know if it's me. I can't I, change it. Is the Holiday Inn Express? The City Line Motel? I know they're probably not even up to code over there. I don't even know. Are my headphones low? I don't hear anything. Yeah, I hear it. 
I saw it on the screen and I hear it now. I, now I, I'm paranoid. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't change this stuff, bro. <laughs> Ron, Ron Culver isn't here. You're not hearing a smoke alarm, right? No, I'm not. Yeah, I hear it. There it is. There it goes. Oh, there it goes. Okay, okay. That There's that little chirp. Sounded like a small little cricket. What are you asking Ron Culver if he hears it for? He doesn't listen to the show. Well, How's no, he going to hear that? Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> Ron's like, Ron. hey, I appreciate you making that point for me, so I don't have to make it for the 50th time. Ron, what's up, man? How's it going, bro? It's hanging. Did you watch? <laughs> Did, did you, you watch, watch the game? That game last night as did an I outsider? Watch, did I watch that game last night as yeah. an outsider? Yes. Uh, yeah, you guys have serious problems. Yeah. Well, you knew that already on the show. Well, Are you talking about in. the football team? No, no, no. I'm talking about the football team. Oh, okay. I, I, you know, and I knew going into that game that it was going to be a you-know-what storm. And well, proven right. Oh, well, Ron, that's why it's so easy for us to do shows. My favorite part of the game was Marv Levy uh, calling – calling this game here I'll, I'll play it for you guys real quick see if you guys pick up on it fourth down upcoming fourth and four you gotta kick a field goal here you need you need two scores anyway you know the only reason doug peterson might do this he doesn't doesn't believe his offense has a good enough weapons to get back down here to score a touchdown tough spot let's see uh, tough spot need four from the 15. Wentz throwing and there's the interception in the that part cracks me up because he's it's like he knew the interception was coming. Like right. we all knew the interception was yeah. coming. <laughs> right. And, was, and there's the interception right, right on time. Well, I think they referenced it too, that drive, how Wentz has had an interception in like every game or mm -hmm. last couple of games. And yeah, it's kind of like that conclusion. What do they call it? Where it's the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Where you yeah. Know, yeah. knew it was gonna happen, and especially that moment. That's funny. Yeah. And I definitely remember, we all remember hearing that as far as the, just the call and, and kind of second guessing it. All right. Here's, here's a question. Why don't you answer this when we get back? We'll take a quick break. We'll still live on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. But when we get back, I'm curious, what did you think was more of the factor as an, as the ombudsman, right? They call it hmm. somebody who can watch that game last night from the outside, Ron. Did you think that it was more of the Philadelphia Eagles defense causing fits or more of Seattle and what they were doing on offense? We'll break. We'll get Ron's answer. We have these numbers that are not good for Carson Wentz at the top of the hour. Busy second hour as well. You're listening. You're watching the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. All right. We're back at 57. I do hear that. What is all that? It's a, uh, it's a uh, fire alarm. Wow. Housekeeping. You want a new house? <laughs> um, ah, jeez. 
<laughs> yes, it's a smoke detector. It's, it's, it's there. I, I can't do nothing about it. It's hard. It's hard to get to. I didn't even realize it was that bad. Let me go see if I can work it out. Uh, we're back in about 90 seconds. Andrew Bogut. Now, I did not hear any chirping, so I don't think it's me. No, it's it's Barrett. It is. Yeah. Jesus. Wait, look at this from Tone. Mm-hmm. Harry, imagine hearing that chirp every day. Your job has a Zoom team meeting for nine months. That's what I hear. What What is going on in your world where that's happening? Tony? I don't know. That sounds awful. Visit Automotive Map. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, that would uh, that would drive me crazy. Well, somebody's going to do it. You're listening to... You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so we asked Ron, and, and you know, I'm just curious. You watched that game clearly enough to, to take away an opinion about how bad the Philadelphia Eagles are on offense, and you've been listening. I'm sure, like, a lot of people have been listening to the nonsense that comes out regarding how bad Wentz has been. And, and it's right. It's, it's all real that this offense is atrocious. But on the flip side, I, I don't know if you guys were talking about it or if you walked away with an opinion on it. Here in Philly, the, the one bubble conversation that I think ha- has happened is, well, once again, Jim Schwartz and that defense played outstanding and then if the team would have played versus like kind of the Seahawks were sleepwalking. So as somebody in Houston, as somebody way far away from where we are, outside of our own bubble, what was your interpretation of how poorly the Seahawks offense looked for the most part? No, I mean, the Seahawks, they, they, it's weird because they've been playing this kind of, um, I don't know if it's, I don't want to, I want to say it's conservative, but they've been playing this weird offensive scheme for a while now where everything just kind of runs through Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. It's like they don't trust anybody else on the team except for those two. And when those two were on, they were on, and they they were connecting. They were firing yesterday. Um, but really, I mean, the Eagles' defense slowed them down a little bit, but not enough. And I didn't really see any problems with the Eagles' defense. The problem I kept seeing with your, with your all's team is that Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson are not on the same page, can't get it going. There's something wrong. The two of them need to go on a retreat with each other. 
I think, <laughs> I think we're closer to the two of them walking down the hall and not even Carrying acknowledging a box each with, other. Uh, with some picture frames and a yeah. plant. I think I, I think I'd rather have Eric Bieniemy and Carson Wentz go on a retreat. Oh, it sounds like a poll question. Yeah. Whoa. Would you rather have yeah. Chip Kelly yeah. and Carson Wentz? <laughs> no, but I, you know, I agree pretty much with what Ron said. Except Derek Barnett made a couple of big he plays did. early in that game on fourth down that really That's forced back. the issue. Second hour coming up. Stick with us right now, though. PhillyVoice.com/slash The Middle Sports Map Radio as. Wait until you hear these numbers for Carson Wentz. So there's that chirp. Sounds like a Nextel meeting. It's hardwired. You remember that? You remember the Nextel chirp? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, like the walkie-talkie phones, right? Yeah, I could never do that because if you chirp somebody in, it was mm-hmm. a walkie-talkie. You could be on the subway, and and I remember this. I remember back when I was living in New York City and the chirps were popular. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.